Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 737, recorded live on September 17th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who most likely just picked a random spin drift to drink tonight, Dave Pillay. Excuse me. Excuse me. It was hardly random. Okay. And the man who's been holding on to his beverage for tonight since September 5th, Andy Lowe. Hi. This is going to be recorded in three weeks. I know. Of course. You know. So you get this thing and you're like, all right, I got a thing for the podcast. And then I'm like, uh, I'm out of town. And then I'm like, I'm still out of town. And I'm like, I'll be late tonight. <laughs> Just been sitting here toying with me oh shoot andy i gotta sorry man i gotta bounce um things coming up i'm getting messages from work and i gotta like go take care of it uh no 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 no. i'm the only one who gets messages from work at 11 30 at night uh actually i am on call this weekend oh so you might actually get okay yeah i i rarely get the on call for the position I'm in rarely would get a call at 11:30 at night or 10:30 as the case may be, um, but I do get an email at like five something in the morning that I need to check when I wake up, and based on what's in that email, I may need to follow up and like do stuff. Well, yeah, no, I would if I got a call in the middle of the night. Most likely, I would have to do something in the middle of the night. Yeah, but the uh, the item that I have been holding on to since September fifth is Mountain Dew Voodoo Four. The Halloween. Did we, did we talk about this? Is it is it Voodoo like D E W? Yes. Okay. V O O D E W. It is how it is labeled on the can. Cool. In in this case, a bottle. <clears throat> So let's see, we had candy corn, Starburst, and Skittles, supposedly were the first three. Mm-hmm. So this one. Are those all made by the same company? Is that Mars? Well, candy corn is just generic. Yeah, candy corn is just candy corn and it's gross, but. And, you know, two and three, they weren't officially allowed to call them Starburst and Skittles. But what did what did they call them? <clears throat> Now I gotta look this up. It was it was something generic. Yep. Where okay, so Voodoo twenty twenty one. Fruit candy chews. <laughs> that was that was the first one. And then twenty twenty fruit candy explosion. So, you know, they uh they didn't really, you know, give the official names, but you know. Yep. So they didn't ask Nestle or Mars or whoever it was. Yes. So yeah, this is Voodoo 2022, this fourth one. Oh boy, that is that is a very like lemony sour sort of smell, which like would make sense. Lemonheads? Everybody everybody has been saying that this one they think is Sour Patch Kids. Ooh, ooh, I like. Yeah, no, it smells. It smells like that the 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 sour, like whatever that sour like crystals that all the sour candy have. Um, you know what those sour crystals are, right? No, what are they? Citric acid. Is it really just citric acid? It's it's literally citric acid. It is the crystalline form of citric acid. You can just buy citric acid. Oh, yep. Sour sugar, citric, and there's another acid in there too. Tartaric? There? Tartaric acid? Tartaric. Sure. Isn't that just cream of tartar? That, 
you're talking to the wrong person in the family when we're talking well, you, about. You're, don't you you do more of the cooking though, right? Or does does Kate do more of the cooking, or is it equally shared? Uh, I do the some of the cooking. Kate handles the baking though. Okay. And I feel like this would be more of a baking thing than a. So cream of tartar is potassium bitartrate is not tartaric acid. So what is tartaric acid? Tartaric acid. Oh, it's salt. Potassium bitartrate. Okay, yeah. So it is cream of tartar. <clears throat> oh yeah, that cream is cream of tartar is the salt of tartaric acid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is this is weird. Huh. So yeah, it's sm- the smell is. Is, oh, is the, sour the drink. Yeah, sorry. So where where do you get this one? Should be available. I hmm. I picked I picked this up at Meyer. So okay, this should be just a generic wherever one. But Why this is, is there a Mountain Dew wiki? <laughs> because there's so many Mountain Dews. Speculation clues answer. Interesting. Officially released in stores on September fifth. Limited time. This flavor is the sixth Halloween flavor. Yeah, because Pitch Black came out and then disappeared. But um, they're actually thinking of a Pitch Black coming back thing because the Baja Blasts over the summer had a uh, contest attached to them. And the contest winners would get these limited edition Mountain Dew, like Baja Darkness or something like that. And we're like, really, Darkness? Yeah, it's going to be Pitch Black. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... You know, that's, cool. that's, that's, you know, that's not a surprise there. But yeah, no, this one you yeah. can pick up anywhere, and this is good. So I had to cyberstalk someone today. <laughs> cyberstalk or dox? I, I think I had to dox someone today. Cyberstalking is your own personal information. Doxing is releasing it out to the public. Okay, I guess I cyberstalked today, maybe. I did something weird today, Andy. <laughs> this, may, this may just derail the episode. Um, I was sitting today at lunch and I got a text. Now I have two phone numbers and they both go to the same phone because I yep. use, um, Google voice. Yeah. Same. Here. And this text went to my non Google voice number. And I'm like, oh. that's really weird. Why would it go to that number? Like very few things have that number. Yeah. No, I, I'm the, I'm the same way. It's the Google voice number is the number I just give out now because the ability to control that number is a lot easier. Right. Yeah. So I get a text message saying, da, 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 your Grubhub order from McDonald's is on its way. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's odd. Why do I have a Grubhub order from McDonald's? And why is it like ready for delivery at 312 when it's 140? And then I get a second. Ginza Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi Bar is preparing your order. I'm like, that's also kind of weird. What's going on? And I get, like, you know, further notifications, your order's on the way, your order's on the way. And when Grubhub drivers drop off the order, they text. Yes, yes, they do. So I got a text saying, this is your Grubhub driver, Edwin. I've left the order outside your front door. I said, thanks. Which address did you leave it in again? And I got another text from a different person saying, this is your Grubhub driver, Manjeet. I've left your order outside your front door. I said, thanks. Which address did you leave it at again? And they both replied to the same address. And in fact, one of them sent a screenshot of like the Grubhub app, the like the address of where it was being delivered. And I'm like, oh, that's in New Jersey. (laughs) 
You are not in New Jersey. I'm not in New Jersey. And like, I don't see any activity on my Grubhub account. Okay. Well, that's always like, a plus. I, I might have two Grubhub accounts. It's possible that I have two Grubhub accounts. Uh, because when I ordered Grubhub later today, it went to the Google Voice number. So like, maybe I do have two accounts, which means I should probably go and look at the other account. Um, but like, that's, that's kind of weird. So I proceed to spend the next three hours going through New Jersey public records because I have an address and I find it. I find the owner of the house where the food was delivered to. Not only do I find the owner of the house, I find his email. I find his home phone number and his cell phone number. I find his spouse's name and the name of his children. Okay. I sent a text. I sent a text to his cell phone number saying, Say hi, you're did you or someone from your household, here's the address, recently ordered delivery? If so, I believe you're using my phone number for the Grubhub account. I haven't gotten a response yet, but I'm going to probably go into Grubhub and be like, what's going on? Yeah, that'd be, uh, that's, that's less nefarious than somebody who somehow got into my Domino's account. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I had, had ordered some pizza, and of course, I had um, my card saved in there, which I no longer do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, nope, that's, uh, I'd like to uh, cancel this order. How big was the order? Uh, $35. I mean, it's not bad. I know, but still, it's like, hey, wait, no, nobody's getting free pizza on my, <laughs> on my dime. Yeah. I should probably just, like, put all of my emails into my... Grubhub account and be like, please reset the password on all of these. Mm. Uh, so that that was my adventure of the day of like, wait a second, what's going on? Yeah, we have. Uh, oh, the game just finished. Um, Western was playing Pittsburgh tonight, and it looks like Western lost. Oh no! The Eastern game, though, I think the Eastern game is actually just starting. Because they're playing uh, Arizona out in Arizona, oh, Arizona State, playing Arizona State out in Arizona. So it is still in the first quarter out there. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I'm going to stay up for that game. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, Michigan thoroughly trounced Connecticut. Did you see the score? Uh, it's probably something ridiculous. Go take a look. All right, hold on. Ouch. Yup. It's football <laughs> scores like that. 59 to nothing for those who are not paying attention. Um, yup. Where you, you look at the things and you're like, the, the, did you ever hear about the story about the most lopsided college football game ever? Mm, I think so. I think you told me about it, but I don't remember what it was. It was, uh... 200 and 215 i think that's that's a very lopsided game georgia tech shuts out cumberland 222 to nothing that's not even like that's not a game what was it like a peewee sports team versus like an actual team like to get 220 points yep that's over 30 touchdowns how many possessions do teams usually get in a game i'm not sure well, let me put it this way. There's 60 minutes of, of regulation time, right? Yes. Andy. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking at the, 
Yeah, I'm looking at the stats of the right. game right now, and it's just ridiculous. Right. Well, if there's 60 minutes of regulation time, and they scored 31 times, they had to score at least once every two minutes. Georgia Tech led 63 to nothing after the first quarter, and 126 to nothing at halftime. Well, sounds about right, because they doubled yeah. the score. Another 54 in the third quarter, and another 42 in the final. Man, Wisconsin won 66 to 7 today. These, the I, I hate to say it, these blood... <laughs> it's blood, yeah, it's blood money. Yeah, these blood money matches are just getting ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no, because Wisconsin lost to Washington State last week. That is true, yes. It's Appalachian State. All over again, yeah. Yep. Uh, next week, the games really start. Yes. So next week is Wisconsin at Ohio. Ooh, there's also at Michigan State. That'll be awesome. No Michigan game this year for Wisconsin, though. That's sad. Well, Western's a little off because Western plays San Jose State next week. And New Hampshire the week after that. And then they get into the um, max schedule. Michigan uses eight quarterbacks in blowout win over UConn. Because they, yeah... (laughs) Why wouldn't like, you? Well, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? You want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Uh, let's, you know, let's yeah, get get people in there, get them game experience. Get, yeah, get them experience, get them game time, pad the stats. UConn coach, Michigan is a national title contender. Don't say it that early, <laughs> you jackass! All right, I gotta get your I gotta get your take. The college playoffs moving to twelve teams. Cool. Okay, I'm all right with that. All right. I, I do not mind. Like, I've, I've often felt that it should be a playoff. I mean, really, I feel like it should be a, um, like what they do in soccer, right? Like, oh, like pools? Three points for winning. Yeah, you get three points for winning. You get one point for tying and zero points for losing. And, like, everyone plays everyone. But I think football in its current form, like, best of three games, probably not going to happen. No. <clears throat> I mean, already, there's, I hate to say it already, there's too much football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michigan scores this year 51 to 7, 56 to 10, and 59 to 0. Yes, but, but that's against Colorado State, Hawaii, and Yukon. <laughs> Next week is against Maryland. Well, that's not going to be. <laughs> it's, it's technically a conference game. Uh, at Iowa, at Indiana. Ooh. Then it's against Penn State, and then it's against Michigan State. So. Two, three hard games and a bunch of like dangerous games. Dangerous in that like the players could absolutely just take it too easy and a hundred percent lose for just not paying attention. <clears throat> oh, that final game though at Ohio State. Right. Oof, that's gonna be I hate to say right. it, it's gonna be another, you know, it's, national it's good yeah. Probably. <laughs> I'm I mean, looking, I'm looking at ESPN. Well, okay, so is is it going to be um, twelve teams this year? Uh, I think the twelve team starts once the current contract is up. Okay, so it won't be this year. Uh, so then, yeah, it's probably that'll be a a game for a spot in the the playoffs. If they were going to twelve uh, teams, it would probably just adjust where in the playoffs they are. Okay, yeah, the college football <laughs> board of managers voted to expand to twelve teams in 2026 but is encouraging the sports commissioners to try and implement it as soon as 2024. So wait, who is this college football playoff board of managers? And how are they not related to 
<laughs> NCAA. Welcome to the intricacies of college football politics. Oof, all these games. This is this is dumb. Oklahoma beat Nebraska 49 to 14. Yeah, but Ohio Oklahoma, State Oklahoma versus Toledo. Nebraska, that I feel like is one of those. That's you a know. decent game. But Ohio State versus Toledo, 77 to 21. The Mac and the Big Ten always have their agreement to, you know, play each other. Yeah, but like, come on. That's not the same league. Oh, Michigan State lost to Washington. Ooh. 39 to 28, Huskies took it. Well, that's... Well, that's going to drop the Spartans. Yeah, they were ranked 11. Michigan yeah, was, was ranked 4, but like, why? <laughs> I was So I'm looking at the Michigan Wolverines on ESPN, looking at their schedule, yeah. and they have the, yeah. the ticket, the secondary ticket market on there. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these low prices for tickets. Like and then Rutgers the Ohio State and, game is $400. $381, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Which That's is basically low ball I was tickets. rounding. I was rounding. You can, if it's a good season for both teams, you can pay for the entire season by selling the Ohio State ticket. Yeah, it looks like near the field, 50-yard line section, prices tickets from $1,600. Oh, no, there's even some other ones here. First tier section, somebody's trying to sell tickets for $7,000. Two club level tickets, $7,000 each. $7,000 each. That's that's a lot. <laughs> They're saying, hey, some of these tickets are great deals. Two tickets on row one of this section, $2,000 each, and that's a great deal. Oh my, this is oh ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So should we actually hit topics? Yeah, I suppose we can. Well, in other um, slightly ridiculous news, uh, last time we recorded, we were talking about the countdown for the SLS and how it was going to launch. And um, it that hasn't launched yet. It has not launched yet. It still, as of the time of this recording, still has not launched. Yep. And it will currently not launch any earlier than September 27th now. So we still have a full week and another recording before it could even potentially launch. Yes. So they're planning on a fueling test again, uh, pushed back to the 21st. (sighs) So now Mm -hmm. the earliest it could possibly launch is the 27th. So... I've heard that this is this is mostly because they decided to go with the liquid hydrogen. Yes, because their thought was this is methane. what the this is what the space shuttle already uses. We should already know how to work with well, this. It's it's, it's mean, a it's a known thing. Is what their thought right. process was. And also, the engines are already designed to work with it. Yes, right. It wasn't just that it was a known thing. It's that like literally, the engines were designed to work with it. It's so, just like. God damn it. <laughs> Which is, um, there was somebody who talked about this during a um, congressional hearing, and they basically said, yes, we knew how to work with it, and we knew it was a pain in the ass, basically. Yeah. Like, we knew we knew how to work with it, but we knew there were plenty of problems with it, too. And lo and behold, there are problems. What? Problems with the SLS? You can't imagine what those problems would be like, Andy. Same problems they had with the space shuttle. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
that one I just I'm 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 not surprised anymore. The the other fun fact though is that supposedly the flight termination system only has a um certification of uh 25 days. No. Yep. No. So they're going to have to recertify it? Yes. So they've already requested an extension of the certification because they're it's going to the 25 days is already up. Yep. So if that request is denied, then the vehicle will have to be rolled back off the pad again, back to the VAB, and basically um, go through the whole testing and recertification of the flight termination system again before they can actually roll it back out to the pad again. Oh. And this is our, they've already had one extension of the flight termination certification from 20 to 25 days. So we'll see if this one. <laughs> Ah, yep, 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 yep. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I, I know why it, it is progressing, but like, please, when, when can we stop? My other thing is like, please don't, don't say this thing is good to fly and then have it blow up on launch. Just please, please don't do that. Because I'm still, that's that's what happened with the space shuttle problems, right? It was the fact that, was it Challenger where they kept trying to push the launch because um, that the, was it Sally Ride, the teacher who was on board? Yeah. So they, they were trying right. they were trying to was push Challenger the launch. Or Columbia Challenger. I think it oh God, I can't remember. Challenger was the first one. Yeah. They were trying to push the Challenger launch just because they had a teacher on board and they, they wanted the optics to be good. They didn't want to cancel the flight. So I I just hope history does not repeat itself. Well, but I mean, there's no one who's going to be on it. No, that's true. Right. So like, as long as the explosion is contained to the pad, then that's fine. It's still, it's good. I mean, it it would suck because like a lot of people put time and effort into that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to see a rocket explode on the pad. And it does carry the possibility of like injury and people getting hurt. Uh, On the plus side, all the people who are like watching it, you are supposed to be far enough away that like if it explodes, they will have time to like drop to the ground before the shockwave hits them. And I would hope that they would because it's a very loud noise. Yep. But yeah, the fact that it hasn't launched yet, the fact that it still has issues, um, just kind of sucks. Yep. I'm trying to find some good news here, but most of these just seem ridiculous news. Why can't there be any happy news in our topic list? Um... Was there happy news? I mean, the last three weeks, there had to be some sort of... The FBI raided Donald Trump... Yeah, that's within the last three weeks. It's not really a tech news, though. Um, shoot. Uh, I mean, Comcast getting sued seems kind of positive. Not, not only Comcast. Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T all got sued. So, like, that sounds pretty good. By a production company. Which, which... Uh, for? Basically, for the ISPs turning a blind eye to pirated films. Ah, <laughs> dang it, Andy. You took a good thing. You took a good thing and yes, made it yes. sad. Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast are getting hit with copyright lawsuits because they're, the movie production company is saying that the ISPs are not doing enough to combat pirated movies. So Yeah, well, they're kind of limited in what they can do, assuming they are, you know, respecting the privacy of their, their users. Users. 
Mm-hmm. So fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> no man, that's that is. Oh, uh, Ethereum. That's a that's a positive thing. Okay. Yes. So right. Yes. The Ethereum merge, which, which I only I heard about spent like a day minutes. ago. I spent twenty yeah. minutes trying to figure out what the heck happened. Yeah. So somehow <laughs> they go from proof of work, which is somehow mining. Yeah. And change to a proof of stake, which is somehow authorizing or um, not really authorizing. It was more of a verification, verifying, I think. I don't know. (laughs) All I know is they made a change to how the, the, the coin works. Call it a coin, I guess. The currency works. The ETH. Um, Ethereum, right? Yes, the, the new ETH, ETH. Okay. Um, and effectively, you can't mine them anymore. No. So all the mining, all the people who were doing Ethereum mining, cryptocurrency mining, uh, they, they have tried to move to other things, except it's, it's great. The more people that are mine for most of the proof of work coins, the more people working on mining it, the less of a reward you get for each success. Yeah, I, I remember somebody talking to me about Bitcoin way back when, back, you know, mm-hmm. in... Oh, I, I should have should 2009, have 2009, 2010. Yeah. yeah. What's this? I don't know. It just takes a like, couple, just my computer does it while I sleep. Mm-hmm. What do you use it for? Nothing. Yeah, no, the, the guy minded way back when, held on to it, yep. and then after he got married. Sold it all? Sold it and paid for his honeymoon to Hawaii. Yep. His entire honeymoon. He just like, yeah, I just, I did it for a while and I just held on to these things. And I, I literally just, you know, decided, oh, I'm getting married. Let's do a great honeymoon. He cashed them all in and paid for his Hawaii honeymoon vacation. Two weeks in Hawaii. He paid for it entirely with Bitcoin. No, he paid for he, it with paid, profits made from yes, selling okay, Bitcoin. Yes. He made it with profits from selling Bitcoin. Yeah. So, yes, no, the, it looks like, yeah, everybody leaving Ethereum causes everything else to be harder to mine and so far it looks like nothing is really profitable if right. i'm trying to read this what to mine website correctly yeah which means that people aren't wasting electricity on mining it good <laughs> so yep now the other thing though is the fact that um i'm guessing ebay and craigslist and everything are suddenly going to be flooded with um Graphics cards. (laughs) Graphics cards, yep. And you probably should not buy them. No, do not buy a used mining graphics card. Uh, it It is a lot of work, and they do not stand up to the test of time. Also, the next generation of graphics cards should be out very soon. But... But they won't be coming from EVGA. Nope. EVGA has... Have they unofficially... Um, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty official. Was it not official? Oh, um, no, I guess. Uh, please see below for a message on future products and support. Yep. Product manager states this on the EVGA forums that mm-hmm. EVGA will not carry the next generation graphics cards. They'll continue to support the existing current generation products. And can, yeah, so yeah, there it is right there. Actual EVGA project manager states that they will not be carrying NVIDIA GPUs anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the fact that the graphics card market is now going to tank because all the miners are going to stop mining, in theory. But also, EVGA is no longer selling the cards. Yes. Building or selling. 
I mean, there's still a number of other providers. And also NVIDIA may take a look at this and say like, oh, well, shit, maybe we should do something about that. Well, NVIDIA actually basically said in the quote, we had a great partnership with EVGA over the years and will continue to support them on our current generation of products. We wish and uh, we wish Andrew and our friends at EVGA all the best. <laughs> I mean, all right then. Yep. So they'll still do power supplies and other products, but no more graphics cards at all. Yep. Which I think we've actually got a bunch of. <laughs> I think we normally tried to order EVGA cards for work when you when we needed you know a new graphics card for something so they've been they've been good cards but yeah. i guess we'll uh, we'll have to figure out what we're doing now for graphics card replacements else. Yeah. who else may i mean asus makes them right mm-hmm. uh gigabyte mm-hmm. uh msi does cards asus you're right yeah so this evga ceo said that the decision was about principle rather than financials CEO complained about a lack of communication from NVIDIA about new products, including information about pricing and availability. So, cool. I mean, in theory, good they're for them for like standing up for what they're they're believing and what they're hoping. But this might also be them being able to just <clears throat> jump off of a sinking ship for a bit. Yeah. Granted, you know, with the way that cloud gaming is going, with you know, with the Xbox Game Pass and whatever Stadia is going to turn into. Do we even really need high-intensity graphics cards yes. in the future? Yes. Well, maybe. Do you want to do your video processing in the cloud? I can tell you, if, as long as my internet connection was fine, playing Assassin's Creed over the right. internet... but that's not the only thing that video cards are used for, right? It's for people who are creating 3D things as oh, well. yeah. Okay, so are we going to... Que- the, the question then becomes more along to the lines of future of computing is how much... How you much know. is on your local machine? Yep. Which <laughs> and just, even even doing it in the cloud, like the the computer you're connecting to, better have a really good graphics card. Yeah, that's true. It could be a super powerful server, but if it doesn't have a graphics card, well, your graphics are going to look like shit. Yep. So then, then, then the question is going to be things like you know Adobe. Is Adobe going to you know who are they going to get for their you know central server processors of some kind? You could have um, let's see. Final Cut's owned by Apple now, so Apple would have to have something. But Apple does their own chips anyway. Let's see. So you got Adobe, you got Apple, you've got Sony doing video. Who are the other video editors? God, it's been it's been a long time since I've dug dug below those three. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, who are you using? You're, there, using right? you're either using Final Cut, you're either using Premiere, or you're either you're using. Um, Sony's. I don't I know what Sony's is. Yeah, I can't remember what uh, Sony's video editor is. Oh, Vegas. Oh, they're calling it Catalyst now? No, that's not right. I think it's. No. Yeah, I think it is Vegas. I know a Catalyst. Who is Catalyst? Is that Razer has Catalyst? No, Catalyst was um, uh, AMD's or ATI's rather um, graphics stuff. Okay, that's what Catalyst was. Oh, DaVinci. There's the other one. Oh uh, yeah, DaVinci's free. Final Cut, Premiere, DaVinci, Vegas, Lightworks. Who does Lightworks? Doesn't I think I think Lightworks is out on their own. And then there's also, you know, Blender, which yep. yeah. Wait, wait, what do you mean eh? But, well, 
when you talk to the people in the industry, Blender is kind of like the, oh, okay. You can do a ton of cool shit. I Blender. know you can do, but everybody sees Blender as just that, you know, oh, I don't have anything better to use. I'll just pull up Blender then. I, I'm so confused about what's wrong with Blender. I don't think there's any, I'm just saying in the industry, talking mm-hmm. to people who do are doing TV and video editing, Blender is just, you know, because it's open source, everybody's like, oh, it's, you know, I don't have, I don't have Final Cut. I don't have Premiere. I don't have DaVinci. I don't have Vegas. I guess I'll use Blender instead. But like Blender's pretty good. I know, but it's just that stigma against the open source. They're, they're crazy. I, I know there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of traditionalism and stigma against new things and yep. open source stuff. Yep. The amount of times I've had to talk to somebody be like, oh, I'd, I'd like Adobe Audition on my computer. I'm like, we don't have the licenses for that, but I can get you Audacity. Oh, I don't want to use Audacity. It's the same fucking program. I know. Program. It's like, really, you're going to need more than just a two-channel audio editor? It's the same goddamn program. I remember when Audition was like Audition 3 came out back when Audacity was Cool Edit Pro. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I, looking at them side by side and being like, it's the same goddamn app. I I honestly can tell you, I know people who are still using Cool Edit Pro 1.5. I know people today that are still using Cool Edit Pro 1.5. Traditionalism <laughs> and fear of the new things. They're just like, well, this works fine. I don't need anything else. So speaking of, shoot, I forgot what my transition was going to be. <laughs> I had a transition and I lost it. Oh, Sony. Sony announced at the Tokyo Game Show there is going to be a new PlayStation VR headset. Okay. They're calling it the PlayStation VR 2. Yeah, we've talked about that. Because, um, because PS VR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next generation experience, mm-hmm. PS VR games are not compatible with PS VR 2. Mm. Until they're updated, I assume. Nope. Original PSVR games are still playable on the PlayStation 5, provided users have the original PSVR headset and the VR adapter required to connect it to the PS5. Right, which I've got. Yes. But any... But if I buy the PSVR 2... But, like, Beat Saber is going to update to be compatible with both. I'm guessing yes, but the question then becomes, are you going to have to buy another Beat Saber if you get yourself a PlayStation VR 2 headset? Very upset if that is the case. Let me put it this way. If that is the case, I'm not buying the PSVR 2, which also, god damn it, Sony, couldn't you come up with a better name than PSVR 2 so that people have to, like, think about, I have the PSVR, and that works with the PlayStation 4 or the PlayStation 5 with an adapter, but the PlayStation VR 2 only works with the PlayStation 5 and probably the 6 with an adapter. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, just at saying that, point, that, I'll yeah, just buy, the, like, the new headset. I'll buy a valve index or something not backwards compatible so there you go yeah sorry to burst your bubble on that one i mean that's that's fine the bubble can be burst i'm not like oh my god what am i gonna do it's not like you you can you know you're you can't play the the psvr you know you can't play beats it you can still play beat saber it's just if you get a new headset you can't play beat saber uh, I'd, speaking I'd of, speaking of old stuff, Oculus anyway. EA has announced. Uh oh, <laughs> yes. That Sims. That's, that's always a dangerous start. Yes, Sims Four, which was originally released on September second, twenty fourteen, uh huh, is 
going free to play on October 18th. The base game. 2022. Yes. The base game will be available for free to new consumers across its PC and console versions starting on October 18th after the original game was released on September 2nd, 2014. I mean, Skyrim is was, was released in 2015 and isn't free to play. That's true. You can still purchase it. <laughs> but this is just the base game. <clears throat> if, you, if you actually, somebody did add this up. Yeah, if, if you, you decided buy to all per- the expansions. Yep, all the D- available DLC for Sims 4 that is available on Steam right now would set somebody back almost $1000. Damn. That's a lot of money. Yep. That's that's a lot of DLC out there. I still remember that with the uh, Sims Sims 2 or Sims 3 were no even just was it the original Sims that had that or was it just Sims 2? I think Sims 2 had like the college years and the you know the um, vacation ones. I couldn't tell you. Oh, Kate's got most of that stuff, but yes, no. So yeah, Sims Four base game. If you if you too wanted to live in the past, <laughs> if you want to play a eight year old game, mm-hmm. I mean, Sims Four is big, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff in it, and and if you buy all the DLC, there's even more. But like, yeah, I mean. I wonder how much they were selling. I I have a feeling they probably had hit their you know market saturation with a with an actual price. But hey, if you if right, you, and it, at this point they're just it, like, yeah, whatever. Like it's the it's the razor model. Give them Not, the razor, sell them yeah. the blades. Yeah, give them the razor, sell them the blades. Oh yeah, you can get the base game of Sims Four, but man, look at all this great DLC that you could buy. If, if you want to like actually play Sims Four, you gotta you gotta pay for it. And you know these these some of these DLC things are pretty cheap. Just you know, it's a dollar here, a dollar there, two dollars here. That this expansion, look, the base game was already free. Look, you already have a AAA title for free. You know, paying ten bucks for this you know expansion, that's not a lot. No, no, not and then, a lot. <laughs> A few hours later, there goes a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a fair amount of money. So, something also that happened um, while we were gone was uh, Apple's event. Oh, that's right. They, we had, they did the. Um, everyone was guessing it was a thing, and it yes. wasn't the thing. Well, SpaceX and T-Mobile did their announcement that they want to right do text messaging via satellites. Not just text messaging. Well, um, they currently don't actually have any sort of FCC approval. So right. this was more of a vision than an actual, uh, you know, plan. Right. But like, come on, is the FCC going to say no to that? Well, the FCC actually just officially approved somebody for satellite to phone service. Don't tell me it's Apple. No, it's not Apple. Okay. Apple is uh, I'm trying to figure uh, global net, I think, is the one that Apple is using for theirs. But there is a company called Link, L-Y-N-K. Mm-hmm. They have gotten a commercial license for satellite to mobile phone service. Okay. And looking at the actual um, FCC uh, announcement, mm-hmm. uh, this order and authorization, we grant Link Global to construct, deploy, and operate 10 non-geostationary orbits or uh, non-geostationary satellites in low earth orbit mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> operate using frequencies in portions of the 617 to 960 megahertz band which 
That is frequencies already used for terrestrial cellular service. Okay. So the FCC has now officially given somebody authorization the to actually... Authorization. Right. So the SpaceX one is, is just around the corner. Hopefully, right? yes. SpaceX T-Mobile? Yes. Okay. So what did Apple announce if it wasn't a satellite service? No, it's still a satellite service. I'm just trying to figure out exactly if it's got FCC approval or not. Oh. Let me see. Apple Global Star FCC. Let's see what they say. Andy. Okay. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Band 53 is the one which Global Star went through a lengthy FCC process to get it ready for commercial terrestrial services. Okay. Global Star gets approval to build low-power terrestrial network with its satellite spectrum at 2.4 gigahertz. So it's not off the shelf. Apple is running to the Global Star satellites in basically Wi-Fi spectrum range. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yes. So the Apple devices are talking to satellites, but not mm-hmm. using cellular frequencies. Using Wi-Fi frequencies. Yes, which technically are unlicensed, but I'm guessing when you're talking space. There, there may be other <laughs> license concerns. Yes. Um, Did you see the um, tweet by Steve Jobs' daughter? No. What what did she tweet? So well, so they not only did they announce the satellite thing, they also announced the iPhone fourteen. Yes, right, and the fourteen Pro as well, right? Which was like nine hundred bucks or something like that. I don't know. Uh, hang on, hang on, because she tweeted a meme, and I gotta find the picture because you're gonna love it. There it is. Copy that. Go to Telegram. Go to Andy and paste. Okay, opening up Twitter, and what do I see? <laughs> a guy wearing the same exact shirt. It's a guy wearing a shirt, opening up a, a present to find the same shirt that he's already wearing. And the caption from Steve Jobs' daughter is, me upgrading from iPhone 13 to iPhone 14 after Apple's announcement today. Yep, that's... It is the same phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently Skyrim just got a patch. <laughs> And Laura is very upset because it means that it's going to break all the mods. Yeah. She just spent two weeks installing, patching, and testing. Yep. Right. Okay. So SpaceX and T-Mobile have no FCC approval for any of their stuff, but they have a plan. Right. Apple and Global Star. They would have a plan. Yes. Have FCC approval for. But have vaporware. Yeah, 2.4 gigahertz. So it will work. It's just not mobile. Link here has the ability to put satellites now. They have FCC approval to launch 10 satellites that will actually communicate to your phone on current cellular technology. Technology, yes. So they don't need special hardware in their phones like Apple does. But but they do need special um, satellites. Yes. Right. They don't have the right satellites up there. But they have the approval to launch them right now. Okay. So. But have they made the satellites? Well, I, uh, they looks like they uh, launched its first bird covered by an FCC operating license in April. Okay. So they basically launched one before they got the actual approval. Oops. But so this one will literally be any any phone could use this if they wanted to, which I think that's that's that that's. That's the big point right there. This thing is using your actual phone's regular 
regular antenna regular antenna to actually communicate with the satellite so they can they don't have they're not locked in that's pretty cool so so I, we started with zero and then we went to three yep for now we'll yeah. see you know which ones actually pan out mm-hmm. well all right do I, is there anything else you want to talk about on here or should we hit the randoms? Um, no, I'm good. We okay. talk about the randoms. All right. Well, it is your random review this week. I have a Steam Deck mm. that I ordered, pre-ordered, when they first put up the pre-orders. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll drop five bucks on it now and maybe 500 some dollars on it later. And I went on vacation recently. Remember that? Yes. We didn't record for two weeks. <laughs> Were you just the entire time just playing on your Steam Deck? Not the entire time. I also reread Demon. I thought it was Damon. It's either. Okay. That's Generally, a- I think it's it's Demon. Though. I always like thought it was Damon. About, okay, okay, but like when you're talking about programs and programs that do what they you're you're asking it to do, it's Demon. No, I swear it's Damon. Andy. Yeah. Which what? Trust me, it's Demon. When you're talking about the mythological entities, D-A-E-M-O-N, those are demons. But when you're talking about a disk and execution monitoring system, that is a demon. I swear people have called it demons in the past. But anyway, we're weeds. Yep. (laughs) So I read that. I reread that. It's it's actually kind of a good reread because, like, nothing's changed. Well, that and then reading was if the other one, next one's freedom, right? Yeah, freedom. No, it's freedom, Andy. <laughs> yes, freedom. Uh, but anyway, Steam Deck. I have a Steam Deck. I used it while I was on vacation. It was really nice. I had not my like super gaming PC desktop, but like I can play games on the Steam Deck. I can play my Steam games on the Steam Deck. If I had brought my Bluetooth keyboard and wireless mouse, I could have played like a lot of my other games that wouldn't normally work on the Steam Deck on the Steam Deck. Um, It's really, it's good. It feels good in your hand while you're holding it. It is bigger than you expect, but also lighter than you expect. Um, I played a lot of, of Dicey Dungeons on it. Which is a fantastic game. So this. Um, so if I remember correctly, from our bet, yeah, yeah. way, Still way, way back when about the Steam Deck. Yes. Okay. What was what was the bet? I that, don't remember. We have those documented somewhere. Yes. The bet was the fact that all your games would be locally hosted on the device, and my thought it was yeah. all going to be cloud based, kind of like a Stadia. Locally hosted. So did you have to download all your stuff to the Steam Deck then? All the games that I want to play on it. Okay. I'm not downloading my entire library, but I'm also not downloading my entire Steam library onto my desktop. That's you're right. That's also true. So, were you? Th- this was all over wireless, right? Yeah. Did it Did it take a while? Or was this all in the background? Andy, do you know how fast the wireless connection is? If you're in like, if you're at home, well, yeah, got eight hundred two dot eleven n now. Right. With multiple in, multiple out. Yep. What's What's your wireless connection speed? Oh, something ridiculous. So, like, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you know. My Wi-Fi speed exceeds my outbound cable speed. So it may as well be networked with a hard line. Have you had it? Have you hit a storage issue at all yet or no? I bought a 500 gigabyte SD card. <laughs> okay. So the answer would be no. 
Right. <laughs> is is um, okay. So I know. Okay. So you talked about external control. Storage is not yep. an issue. You can battery life. There, storage really the, isn't an issue. Battery life is limited. Um, and you know, there's things you can do to increase it, and there's things you can do to decrease it. The more intense the game, the shorter the battery life. But like, it's pretty, pretty decent. It's a USB C, so you can plug it in. It charges very quickly. And when you're on vacation and you've got like, you know, I've got like half an hour to go play a game, or oh, I've got like two hours to go play a game. Cool. And then after that, like. Plug it in and it charges. I will also say it's really easy to install emulators on it. (laughs) Like really easy to install emulators on it. So this is an open source switch then? I mean, I I don't have the switch emulator installed on it. Uh, What I do have is I have a Super Nintendo emulator. I have a Game Boy Color emulator. I have a Game Boy Advance emulator. I have a Nintendo uh, Entertainment System emulator. I have a PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 emulator, uh, and I have all the games that I legally own and the backup copy of said games. Okay. Um, oh, and I have the Dolphin emulator, which is the, the Wii. So do, do you like it? I love it. It's it, I'm very pleased with it. I kind of wish I had bought the next model up. I went for the middle ground model. Um, I'm pretty pleased with it. I'm pleased with the support. I'm pleased with the promise of the new support. Yeah, I like it. I highly recommend it. <clears throat> Okay. Cool. God, that price point, though. Granted, I'm also, you know, looking at possibly Andy, how getting... how much is a new computer? I know. Looking at a new computer, and then I'm also looking at possibly, when the Pixel Watch this fall gets announced, possibly switching from the Fitbit to that. And that one's not going to be cheap either, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, the Steam Deck is like 500 bucks, but it's it's a gaming PC. Yeah. Not only that, but like it's a Linux machine. You can you can easily get to the Linux uh, GUI, or if you really want, to the Linux command line. Okay, I'm trying to think of any other questions I have about it, but I like it. It's like okay, battery life and ease of use. Is very easy. Those are my those are my two big components with anything right now. <laughs> is how long will the battery last, and how easy is it for, for me to use? Very easy. Not only that, but like unlike your computer, uh, it has suspend. So like you tur- you press the power button, you're in the middle of a game. It's just sleeping. You can come back to it. Well, that's good. All right. Should we? Yes. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. What was the first computer you used since that time? What do you feel are the biggest advances in computing? I'm not sure if this is the actual first computer I used, but the first computer I really remember using on a as like a daily basis sort of thing was our IBM 286 in the basement. I think I had the same thing. Because <laughs> we had... Um, the IBM 286 had a GUI interface through, I think, Norton. Oh, I I had DOS. Norton Commander GUI, I think, is what it was called. I definitely did not have a GUI. Yep, there it is. That looks that looks very familiar. Yeah, I cut my teeth on DOS. But yeah, I know it was the uh, Norton Commander IBM 286. I do believe was my first like computer usage. Playing things like you know where in the where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego and all those old DOS based games. <clears throat> so what's what is the biggest growth? What's what's the biggest thing? What do you feel are the biggest advances in computing? 
I mean, storage density, um, transistor size. Those are those are some pretty big yeah, storage. Cages. Storage density is like <clears throat> going from a floppy. Well, going from like an old hard drive to the five and a quarter floppy to the three and a half floppy. And yes, I know there's an eight inch floppy in there too. Um, to CDs to portable hard disks where you had the iOmega drives uh, and the SyQuest drives. Um, to solid state drives and just regular hard drives that, you know, creeping up there. Like I remember 50 megabyte hard drive and then a hundred megabyte hard drive. And then a one I, I remember when my gigabyte sister, hard yeah, drive, my sister got something, a computer from uh, black Friday when she graduated in 99, got it from Best Buy black Friday thing had a two gigabyte hard drive and in my head i'm going two gigs how the hell are <laughs> we ever going to fill, fill that up, up yeah two we're gigs. never going to fill up two gigs and then napster <laughs> and, and suddenly napster i'm sitting here no joke so i went to a um a basically i'll call it a broadcaster's road show a bunch of the um manufacturers mm-hmm. got together during COVID. And since they didn't have the big broadcasters conference out in Vegas, they decided, hey, shoot, we had a budget for, you know, marketing that um, is currently no longer being used. So what should we do with this budget? And they thought to actually just put together an old school roadshow. So they, they got a bunch of them together and they installed their equipment in a van and they literally just drove that van across the country. <clears throat> and, you know, they're like, shoot, it's actually worked out. So now they're actually doing that again this year, even though the actual, you know, live show still happened. They're still doing a road show just because they got such a good, you know, turnout from it. And so I went to that conference. And of course, every manufacturer gives you their catalog on a USB flash drive. And I'm sitting here with literally 64 gigabytes of just flash drives <laughs> that were literally just handed to me for free. These are just, just flash drives. Oh, yeah. No, here. You know, here's our catalog on a flash drive. I looked down, yeah, oh, 16 gigabyte flash drive. I'm like, how big is this catalog? It's not, you know. It's not that big, but it's just cheap to buy the, the drive. Yep. Just literally handing them out like candy. They're like, oh, do you need another one? No, I'm good. I, I do not need <laughs> 32 gigabytes of flash drives. You know, part of me is trying to figure out what am I supposed to do with all these things now? <laughs> but yeah, storage being so cheap is just ridiculous. Back in the so day, that's, like, oh. that's one big change. Um you know, we mentioned the transistor size is another one. I, I think just computer architecture in general is not as well known of like what's different and how is it different and why is it different. So I searched for Google. I searched on Google for Norton Commander just to make sure I was talking correctly. And now I've got a Google mm-hmm. Opinion Rewards asking me about Norton Commander. Did you did you search for Norton Commander? I'm like, yes, I did. What was your motivation behind your search for Norton Commander? Nostalgia. (laughs) Were your results Um, helpful? Yes, extremely helpful. Good job, Google. Done good. What else would I say? Usability, I think, is the... Usability and accessibility definitely had a a piece to play. Yeah, talking about, you know, trying to, you cutting your teeth on DOS. I got, you know, DOS Lite with Norton Commander. Right. And now it's like, you know, I've Now you don't even need to worry about it. I swear, Megan, our two-year-old, can, I'm not sure if it's just on the tablet or if it's on Kate's phone, but can actually, like, get to Netflix. 
Yep. And then also get to the Sean the Sheep, you know, button Aww. on there to actually watch, you know, Sean the Sheep that's, on that's her phone. That's kind of adorable. And I think at some point has also been able to get out of Sean the Sheep and then go to Masha or some other thing that she wants to watch as well. She knows where, you know, where the button is on the TV to turn it on. She knows which remote is the Chromecast remote. And, yep. you know, she knows which button it is to, you know, start it. She still hasn't figured out the Chromecast little wheel bit yet, but it's probably yet. only coming. Yeah. And Isaac, I'm sure, knows all of it, right? Yeah. No, he knows how like, to pinch and zoom. Yeah. You know, he can get around Google Maps probably better than I can on my phone. But that's just because, you know, we were doing geography stuff. And so he just sees how to handle it. And yeah, he's got the pinch to zoom and swiping and the whole nine yards down. Input definitely is a is a big innovation. I mean, I don't know if that's I can't say that's in the time that I've done it. Right. Like we had a mouse when we when we were learning computers. Touchscreens were not really a thing. No, but there more and more things are going fully touchscreens just because it's it's you just have a screen. Right. You don't have to pay for the hardware for it. They they are um, making audio boards now that are entirely <laughs> a touchscreen and not actual like yeah. audio boards. Which in my I'm, mind, I'm still trying to think of other advances. Like what other changes have there been to the technology? Transmission speed, the internet. Yep, going from you know right communication protocols between computers, standardizing that. I'd say that's a that's a pretty major advancement. The fact that you and I are sitting 310 miles apart and we're talking that. to each other in like full quality audio. Yes, but not only that, the fact that at one point, this is an aside for those who uh, were not Dave or I, you on a whim got me to send a link to Cuzza down in Australia. Yep. Just on a whim. And we had a three-way conversation between me in Michigan, you in Wisconsin, and Cuzza down in Australia with the same high quality (laughs) audio and extremely low delay without any prior need for anything yeah like i've i've seen it just worked yeah i've seen what has to be done in order to get satellite based communication set up and there are a lot of hoops to jump through but the the infrastructure is already there in a large portion of the world a large portion of a populated world let me put it that way there's yes, there you go. as we're talking about you a know, large portion of the first world populated world yes um, as we talk about, you know, phones needing to talk to satellites to get service. But right. yeah, just that, the, that infrastructure there is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then the other part is the software, right? Like the algorithms that are being produced. So artificial intelligence is huge and is everywhere. Which may or may not be a good thing, depending on who writes the artificial intelligence. And how careful they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe me, I'm, I'm well aware of that. I mean, among other things, my uncle literally teaches a class on artificial intelligence and includes an entire lesson on bias. So, there, I, I can't think of anything else right now. Okay. So, I'm, uh, I'm going to drink the rest of this voodoo and try and, try and sleep after, you know, <laughs> after drinking, drinking a huge amount of caffeine. Of caffeine and 72 grams of sugar. Yeah, maybe not the best idea to, to drink this right at, you know, before bed. But it's so good. You gotta try I know. this day. Voodoo 4, huh? Mm-hmm. Voodoo 4. Right, I'll, see, I'll see what I can do. All right, on that note, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>